Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for downloading. Maybe you're streaming us. Either way, we are just glad you are here. Sitting across from me, I have the one and only Jay Hill. Some people call her Jenny Hillebrand. We are instructional coaches here in Iowa. And since the microphones are set and record's been hit, this is the Instructional Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how are you doing today? Not bad. A little bit different weather than our last podcast. Winter came back for one more round, I'm Came hoping. back with a vengeance, yeah. But it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Not, not too bad. It melted pretty quickly. And it's starting to melt. So it's supposed it to be 50 soon. That's right. So hopefully Short by lived. the time this is released, people will be like, what are they talking about? The snow's all gone. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, hey, Greg, today we have a very, very special guest. We are excited to have Rick Kolpitz. He is the superintendent of our Western Dubuque Community School District. He's here to talk to us about uh, the happiness advantage. And this is a new wave that they are bringing through the Western Dubuque District. And we're super excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. And I'm really excited to talk to Mr. Kolpitz about this because of all the great things he's done in the district so far, this is probably my second favorite and probably the one that will have the second most impact. I guess we couldn't really make a whole podcast show about getting a Pepsi machine at the district office, so we're going <laughs> to settle for talking about the happiness advantage with Mr. Colpitz Biggest today. accomplishment first year. This is year two. got to go for something different. <laughs> so, Mr. Colpitz, as we're sitting here, a lot of people out there might not know what the happiness advantage is. And it is a book by Sean Aker. Could you give us, like, if you were forced into an elevator with a bunch of strangers and some random person said, hey, do you know anything about the happiness advantage? How would you respond to that? Interesting. I was just forced into an elevator with a bunch of strangers the other day, and I gave this very speech. So coincidentally that you said that. Absolutely. So Sean wrote the book, The Happiness Advantage, and and it's based on the seven principles. Um, and this was something that I read about a year and a half ago and actually got to go see Sean speak at a convention and uh, heard his speak, heard him talk. And it was really impactful to me. Very similar. If you've ever seen his TED talk, you could actually look that up as well. Um, and it was just information that seemed like common sense. But for some reason or another, it's not common practice. And so really delved into that. And, and it was a it was great experience for me. Yeah, I, I like what you said there as far as like common sense and maybe not common practice, because a lot of it is stuff we may have heard before in one way or another, just it's not things we're actively implementing in our life, which is pretty neat. A lot of people I've heard after attending the Happiness Advantage training have said, like, this isn't just like work related. This is like going to change me as a person, personally and professionally. It's like a whole person change as opposed to just a, a work change. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the thing that gets me excited about this training. We've had eight sessions. I think we've trained about 40% of the staff out of the 550 in the district, which is a good chunk. We still have a lot left to do. But the thing that gets me really excited about this work is that 30 to 40% of what we train people to do in that work really does impact them at work. And it's going to have an impact on our schools and our communities and our people. But I think the 60 to 70% impact you in a personal life in a way that people I don't think expected. And their lives are becoming better. And this is really a huge investment in our people. And our people are going to have a ripple effect out to the community. So that makes me really excited about this because it's not just about something that's going to impact them at work. It's going to make their lives better too. I think for a lot of people that we've talked to, so kind of taking a step back, you did get to go see Sean uh, this past fall. 
right? It was actually in February. February. A year ago. It was that long ago. So you yeah. got to go see him, and you kind of made the choice to bring it into the Western Dubuque District. So you've talked a lot about, you know, having eight sessions and training, you know, a lot of the, the staff are ready. Why did you feel this was such an important step to bring to the district? Well, it's interesting. Uh, working with Kelly Simon, the curriculum director, um, she's the one that actually gave me the book that I read oh, a year and a half ago, and it was good. And then I saw Sean was coming to the convention, so I went in February to the superintendent's convention in Phoenix. And uh, again, the, the the speech that he gave was really awesome. So after that follow up, they did a book signing out in the general. A commons area, and he was giving away the Orange Frog Parable, which is a parable based on the seven principles in the book, The Happiness Advantage. And coincidentally, one of the school districts in Iowa had actually done the Orange Frog training, and that superintendent was there, and I had a chance to meet with him and talk with him about what he did. Much smaller district, I think they have about 70 staff members, but they brought the Orange Frog, which is, again, the parable based on the seven principles in the book, and they brought that to their district, and all 70 members of their staff were trained, and he talked about the impact that that had on them. And that's something that I took with me, in addition to the Orange Frog parable, and brought it back and gave one to Kelly, and we both read it and agreed that this is interesting, but that whole orange frog thing was a little bit like, ooh, I'm not sure about that. I would just, you know, what will our people think if we really bring an orange frog parable to them and say this is a training? So we were maybe just a bit skeptical about that concept at the beginning. So that was when, back in February, did that, and we had a lot of conversations about it since that time. And then I think in October... Um, I found out about the train the trainer model that they offer through the Association of Superintendents about Orange Frog training. And there was going to be a training in Virginia. And Kelly and I sat down and had a deep conversation about it. And, and we both agreed, or maybe I just told her, I said, you know, we're probably <laughs> a year away from actually being able to implement this and do something with it. So, um, she nodded her head and agreed with me and we both went home and, and I don't know about nine o'clock that evening. I just had something come over me said, why would we wait? If we know this is the right stuff, why would we wait? And so I sent her a text message and said, we're not waiting. We're going to do this. And uh, within six weeks, we were out to Virginia and we were trained and we we're bringing it back to the district and we we're pretty excited about it. That's awesome. I know hearing, like you said, teachers hearing orange frog training, what is that? You know, I think it's different for many of the staff members who have gone through the training now so far hearing Orange Frog and thinking so many of the trainings that we get are curriculum-based or here's what you have to go back and try in the classroom. But you said it before, the investment in the people and bringing something to us that not only impacts our jobs, but impacts our home and overall all-around well-being and just whole self. It's been awesome. So. Yeah, it's definitely a, a training like none other that we're used to as educators so often it is like you said jenny content based and i remember having conversation with several people where they were like a little upset maybe because it had to go to five o'clock and just <laughs> talking with them it's like this is going to be like nothing you've ever experienced like you it won't seem like it's going to five o'clock and it does it goes so quick because there's so many things that are presented those seven principles where it's like yeah, I can implement this at work. I can do this. But then it's like, man, I can do this with my kids, my family. And then how much more invested am I in that and to change the, the person, Greg Detmeyer, for the better when I know it's not just at school, it's also at home. Absolutely. I, I think that's the key to this whole thing is that 
once you've gone through just a portion of the training in the day, there's a, there's a buy-in at a level um, that's pretty significant. As a matter of fact, I just read an email the other day from somebody who sent me an email and said, I was very skeptical coming in. I was reluctant about getting ready for my substitute because that's a lot of work to get ready mm-hmm. to be gone for a full day mm-hmm. and go until five o'clock is another thing. And the accolades in that email that followed that I was skeptical and now I'm all in. It was it was pretty amazing. And we've heard that from a lot of different people that have gone through that training. It's been the ripple effect too with staff members who have been trained and those that haven't. You know, those that are going saying, oh, I have to go to Orange Frog Doc frog tomorrow and everybody's saying oh my gosh you're gonna love it it's not a big deal you are absolutely gonna love the training and they bring up you and kelly and and dan and what a wonderful job you guys have done and the passion just the excitement that they feel because of your passion that you bring to the training so it's even been kind of cool too like where the more people i get trained especially in elementary because we're we're pretty much almost set here where we kind of saw the evolution of like few people are trained and then more and more where i feel like the last groups to go like from the elementary at least from my perspective they weren't saying we have to go anymore they're like they're like i want i want to know what this is all about because all these people are doing all these things and talking this great stuff and i want to be a part of that yeah there's a little jealousy out there i think the people that haven't had the opportunity that are working with people who have they they see the impact it's had on those folks and they get pretty excited about it and they're like, I need it and I need it now. When can we get it? And unfortunately, we have a limited time and capacity to do that during the school year because of substitutes and everything else. If we could, we'd train everybody all at once. But and and I love what you said, Jenny, because the passion that comes through in that presentation from Dan and Kelly in particular is just it's spot on. It's and it's genuine. There's no fake in it. Um, the other day we finished our second day in a row of training. We trained on Wednesday and Thursday. And at the end of that training, we had taken down everything. We were done for the day. We were going to go back to our homes. It was 530 at night. And Dan Butler was pretty fired up, as you've seen him before, I'm sure. <laughs> and he says, you know, I could do another training right now. If they brought another group in right now, I could go till midnight and I could train another group. I wouldn't have any problem with that because he was just that fired up. And that was after two long days of training. But it's true. I mean, that that comes mm. through that passion, that excitement. And it's energizing as opposed to draining when we do those trainings. It is really great for all three of us. Rick, you mentioned earlier about 40% of our 500-ish people have been trained. I'm sure you've seen some wins thus far. Could you talk about some of the changes you have seen, uh, maybe with people professionally or personally, just any any wins that you're seeing of the work that you guys are putting forth so far? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, the emails and the cards that we've received from people, again, have, have been really reinforced that what we're doing is the right thing to do. But I think Probably the biggest, most impactful thing I've seen and witnessed to is this gives us all a common language. And that common language allows us all to hold each other accountable for it. Um, The other night I was watching TV and I saw the movie Dances with Wolves, right? And I, I got in in the middle of it, but it was a scene where the soldier is trying to communicate with the Indians and he can't. They don't understand English. He doesn't understand Sioux, right? Mm -hmm. So... In the end, one of the Indians who was actually taken in at, I think, age eight as an English person found her language again and was able to help communicate, gave him a common language. That's what the orange frog does for us, and it gives us an accountability. That means if I see Greg or Jenny 
not behaving as if everything they say and do matters and matters to every person they interact with and matters every day. And I see that. I've got permission to say, Greg, what are you doing? That's not how we roll in this district. You know what? We don't treat people. We don't talk to people that way. And that's the great part about that common language. When we all have that, the sky's the limit as far as what we can accomplish together, in my opinion. I'm glad you used me as the example of doing that, because that's usually the one who'd never do it. I know in a class, <laughs> when you pick that's a student to say, yes, to exactly, say hey, Greg. Johnny, if Johnny throws a spitwad at me, you know Johnny's not the one that actually does correct, it. So, correct. so that's probably a conversation you with Johnny me there for sure. eventually. <laughs> but, you know, it? it's it's funny that you talked about the common language, um, because I feel like there's been times, you know, as an instructional coach, when we're working with with teachers or with groups of people where, yeah, maybe the conversation has is not going in the direction that we want, or maybe there is some of that um, complaining or negativity that before some of them have had the training, I wanted to bring in some of the orange frogs things, and I couldn't because they hadn't had the training. And there was that piece, that part of me that was like, oh, I really cannot wait for you to have the training so that we can have the conversation and everybody understands it. And now that more of the teachers on the elementary level have had that, the conversations have taken off. And, you know, yeah, there is just that common language and there's no fear in having those sometimes difficult conversations. Yeah, that's a great part because it does take the fear equation out of it because everybody knows in your building, almost everybody's been trained just like mm-hmm. yours, Greg, and, and soon they all will have that language, every pair, every person. And when they do, it does. It, it just it takes the fear out of having a conversation because they know when you're talking to them that you're not you're not calling them out on anything. You're simply pointing out something that is an expectation that we all got to follow. And it's not that we won't all have days when we fall off the wagon, when we might do things that maybe would indicate we don't think what we say and do matters. But in the end, that's okay. You own Mm -hmm. up to it, you make it right, and then you move on and you try again. That's the expectation. I think for me, when I went through the training, Devin was here Mm -hmm. and he was kind of watching the the training just to make sure that everything kind of went off uh, without a hitch. And he stood up at one point and he had said, you know, when you have those conversations or when you hear people making comments about other people or about certain situations, you know, he said, every time you, you listen and you don't say anything, you're giving them permission to come back and say it again. And I never thought about it quite like that, that even just by listening, sometimes I thought that by listening, it was the easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, take it away from, from my mind. But really that gave them permission to come back time and time again. So now having the tools to communicate that with, to them is huge. Absolutely. And, and that's spot on exactly what we're talking about. Um, it's interesting. We talked about this a little earlier. I want to go back to this orange frog thing that, that we were all very skeptical about. Dan and Kelly and I were like, mm, boy, I just don't know if this is going to fly in the district. That's probably been a big surprise to all of us is that people have grabbed onto that term and that's what they're using. I mean, we, we don't have to hide the fact that there's an orange frog and we're talking about it anymore. It's, it's really out there. And when we say people are green, they get it the ones that have been through the training. So that's been a kind of a nice surprise because I think, do you think some of those maybe tougher customers that might be a little skeptical might not buy into it, but they've jumped in with both feet, no question mm-hmm. about it. I think it gives us a great common analogy where it's like our own special thing where we can kind of talk about, like you said, hey, you're being very orange. 
and that's awesome. Or so and so's being green. I think this whole thing also gives us this kind of like the like in the old proverbs where like iron sharpens iron, where we can have those tough conversations and it's not awkward now. Yeah, those positive outliers that are that are showing up and, and are becoming and that's the fun part about it. we we had our administrative meeting today and, and people. My expectation is you share celebrations with the rest of our team. That's the very first thing we do at our meetings because we're Tetrisine. We're, we're looking for those things. They're always looking. And I bet 75% of them were about orange frog kinds of things and random acts of kindness and three gratitudes and, and how people are implementing this at school and how they're taking it home. And so it's it's been awesome. So we talked a lot about the positive things that we've seen come from it. Has there been any negative reactions uh, about the concept of positive psychology and what do we what do we say to those people that's a good question you know honestly we've we've worked the direction that we work because we started with the people we knew would be all in we started with our preschool people right they were one of the first groups in our admin admin team because we knew they were already kind of leaning toward being orange if you will Mm -hmm. so we knew we'd get the ball rolling and start moving and we're getting now to the groups that are probably going to be a little bit more challenging in some senses because they are maybe a little less orange or a little more skeptical a little more bull-like i guess if you want to say use the analogy from the book so we haven't faced it yet in the end we don't know who comes in with that skeptical view it's afterwards when they share that with us and they tell us that they've changed their opinion about it. That's the, So it'll be really interesting to see how the groups go as we continue because there are going to be some groups that are probably thinking this is, I think the word would be fluff, and it's the farthest thing from fluff because it's it, it, the training in that day is a great day. I think it's fantastic and it's wonderful. The hard work really begins after that how you use that to impact your personal and your work life and how you use that to hold others accountable to the principles of the happiness advantage. Um, that's when the real work begins and that's when it's hard. And, you know, we got to make sure that we hold people accountable. We all collectively need to hold each other accountable though. I would agree with that. That is the hard, mm-hmm. I mean, like leaving the training, I think everyone's pretty jacked up, fired up. And then it's the next day and the following days. And that's where it's nice where you like, you have more and more people around you trained where they can pick you up when you are kind of stumbling or kind of bring it back to the forefront as needed. We are social people in the business that we're in. I mean, but there's that accountability and that social investment in each other that really makes it makes it sustainable, in my opinion. Without that, you know, if you're if you're surviving on willpower alone, you're going to you're going to struggle a little bit with this. So if there are organizations or schools or individuals out there and they're hearing this and looking at pursuing something along this line, what advice would you give them? Well, my first advice would be read the principles of the happiness advantage. You read that book cover to cover and read the orange frog. I think those are things that you want to do. And then I, like we did when we thought maybe this was right for our district, we reached out to people who had been doing this already. We, we talked to a district up in Wisconsin. We talked to a district here in Iowa and we said, Tell us what what are the what are the drawbacks to this? What are the stumbling blocks that we can maybe avoid by talking to you folks? And then once you get that, make sure you guys are in a position where you could. And, and I, it's hard for me to envision somebody that couldn't benefit from it. But again, you have to be in the right place at the right time. I think that's part of it as well. Well, I think that it is very safe to say that Western Dubuque is in the right place at the right time, and we have a wonderful leader who is uh, taking us on this journey with Orange Frog and not only you, but Kelly and Dan and Mm -hmm. all the hard work that you have put into the training and your effort and your passion 
has not gone unnoticed. We uh, are seeing the effects of it every single day, even as instructional coaches. So thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and I feel very fortunate to be where I am right now. I mean, I, I can't have written a script for a movie better than my life is right now working in this district. It's just amazing. And it's because there's so many things that were in place long before I got here that set us up for this. And you two are exa- shining examples of that. As instructional coaches in this district and the, the leadership that you provide in your buildings is, is pretty incredible. And it allows us to take something like this and make it work at the level that we are. Yeah, I feel for Western Dubuque, um, this is, it's cliche, but this could be that step that takes you from good to great. Absolutely. And I, I think this, this and, and we give each other permission to be great too, mm-hmm. because that's really where we're at. Um, we have a really solid district. It was really solid before I came here, but I think people are stepping up to a level that I don't know that they even thought was possible, for sure. Well, thank you, Mr. Kulpitz. Thank Absolutely. you very thank much. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. Well, Greg, anything else? Yes. So join in next time for part two of with Mr. Colpitz as we talk about the benefits of the Pepsi machine. (laughs) Actually, that won't be our next one. Jenny, could you tell the people out there where we're going next? Like big picture. Absolutely. So you definitely have two instructional coaches here that are truly invested in the happiness advantage um, and Sean Aker's work and the Orange Frog training that um, Mr. Kulpitz and Kelly and, and Dan have brought to the district. And so we wanted to take the next few podcasts to really kind of dive into some of the, the principles that Sean Aker talks about in his book and talk about uh, the Orange Frog training and some of the things that we've taken from there and how we've implemented them or how we've seen them being used uh, in our schools. So we're really excited. This could be a a run of quite a few podcasts. There will be quite a few, and I would encourage anyone to read the book as well, The Happiness Advantage. Jenny and I will be podcasting along as we read and sharing our little life experiences as well. So hopefully you will join in with that that'll run pretty much through may we have a lot of stuff going on we're really excited about this i'm really excited this is this is kind of like all those mindset when we had trevor reagan in you know earlier in the year and it just kind of ties everything together that we've talked about you know throughout this year and i feel like it's a really good positive way to end the school year and hopefully you'll get some tips along the way yeah speaking about tips since jenny said tips it is time for our listener mail segment. And we don't have any official listener mail, but I wanted to do a Twitter shout out. So we have Scotty out there in Twitter land, and she's been saying some very nice, kind things about the ICC podcast. So thank you, Scotty. If you want to leave some listener mail, you can do that. Go to www.iccpodcast.com. You're going to see a little listener mail area there. If you have questions about the happiness advantage, Or if you would prefer Coke over Pepsi or vice versa, let us know that as well. Because that is a huge debate in many districts, I'm sure, across this great country. At our website, you will find past shows. We have a lot of those. We're building quite a library there. We also have mini-casts, which are when Jenny and I talk about little things that matter to us. And you can check us out on what kinds of social media there, Jenny. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram. And a great way to connect with them is at our website. There's little buttons there. You hit them and they just pop up and then you can follow from there. Absolutely. 
As we leave, ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow that will make me a better version of myself? Then wake up and do it, because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small, intentional steps. Go, Go be, be awesome. awesome.